Before we get started, a word from our friends at Keeley Companies. Keeley Companies builds communities with the power of one. Six distinct brands come together as one single source for construction, infrastructure, technology, wireless logistics, and development solutions. Their true differentiator is building people within communities through their world-class culture. Check them out at Keeley Companies to learn more. Welcome to the Live Inspired Podcast with John O'Leary. John is the number one national best-selling author of the book On Fire. He's a world-class inspirational speaker, and he's the host of the Live Inspired Podcast. John interviews extraordinary individuals on their life story so that you can wake up from accidental living and more fully live your life story. Here's your host, John O'Leary. My friends, we begin almost every episode with these words. You ready for them? You're in for a treat. You're in for a treat. And then right as I'm about to introduce the guest, I'll usually also include these words. So grab your journals, open up your minds and your hearts, grab your favorite pen, take off the lid and get ready to take some notes. That's always true. You're always in for a treat and you're always in for the type of treat that is worthy of taking notes. But on today's episode, it's going to be more important than on any previous episode, I mean this, for you to be prepared to take notes. This is going to be a working session. This is not going to be a typical interview. This is going to be us setting goals to ensure that our 2021 is our best year yet. We had on my friend, our master coach here at the organization Live Inspired. His name is Matt Miller a week ago, and we invited folks in to join us in what we call studio. Studios are, as you know, where you create works of art. It's where artists create paintings or beautiful clay pots, whatever it might be that they're working on. Some musicians create music in studios. Well, we believe in our studio, we create the work of art that is your life. We've been doing this now for the last four years. It's effective. It's life-changing. It is worthy. We invited you in last week. Many of you took us up on it. And in today's episode, we're going to tell you and show you exactly what it is like once you are engaged in studio. So you, uh, my friends, are going to get a, a backdoor peek into what studio, what we're now calling Live Inspired Together, is really all about. This episode is going to be focused on your best year yet. Jenny Ditzler is a guest of ours on the podcast. She is a dear friend of mine, and we are sorry that she has since passed away since the episode, the content that you're hearing today is directly from her. She's gifted. She's heroic. She's awesome. She had a gift she shared with me, and now I'm sharing this gift with you. So as you get ready to hear the questions that lead and lend themselves to you having your best year yet, I'm strongly encouraging you. I mean this. Grab a journal. You'll be happy you did. Take some notes. You're going to hear about 10, 12 questions or so that you're going to write down the question and then your answer to it, this is going to be the kind of episode that you may want to, and that's right, that's me practicing. You may want to pause occasionally, take a little bit more time in studio with our colleagues on the call. We spent about an hour or so going through this. We're going to go a little bit more rapidly even on the podcast, but you may want to take your time. You want to. You may want to make this two hours or three hours. You may want to go through it over a weekend with some girls or some guys or your entire work group. It's a very powerful exercise. I've been leveraging this thing now for more than a decade. We've got it a whole bunch of organizations, a bunch of teams. I've taken friends, family. I took my sister through it over the holidays. 
and today I'm honored to take you through it. Get ready. And today I hope it's the beginning of not only an awesome experience for you, but also the truth that your best days are in front of you starting right now. So here we go. Without further ado, I invite you behind the scenes into our community. We call ourselves Live Inspired Studio, soon to be called Live Inspired Together. Welcome in. Twenty twenty one, here we come, and uh, it could not have come soon enough. I know for many of us. So, uh, for those who are seeing my face in this experience for the very first time, we welcome you. And for those who heard the episode with Matt Miller on our most recent podcast, you heard a great one. You heard a great guy talk about staying within your circle and taking the next best step forward in your life, not for selfish purposes, but ultimately so that you may impact the lives of those around you more significantly. That's what we're going to be talking about today. Uh, I want you to be incredibly successful more meaningful than that, I want you to be wildly significant this month, this week, this day, and this year. And on this day, it's a, for those who do not know it, it's Martin Luther King Jr. Day here in, in the United States. Uh, on my wall to your right, rest some of the greatest leaders of history. And on the bottom right of all these leaders, there's a picture, this picture of a father putting his right arm on his daughter and this little girl looking up at her daddy in awe and a father looking back in love at his daughter. And we're celebrating this day. We're celebrating this impact. We're celebrating the truth in our community that our best days are in front of us, but that doesn't make this day easy. It doesn't make this Monday easy or what's happening in your family easy or what's happening in your business easy or what's happening in the world easy. My job is not to remind you that it's easy. It's to remind you that the foundation's firm, that you are not alone, that you are worthy. And in my opinion, and I believe in yours, that the best of our journey remains in front of us. So we're going to begin with two simple little exercises. John Gordon asked for a shout out. So I'm going to give him a shout out right now. Uh, John Gordon emailed me last week and said, hey, do you know that I wrote a book about the one word? I'm like, no, man, tell me all about it. So he told me all about this book that he wrote about eight years ago on this one word. And I think it's a cool concept. So today in studio, we're going to begin with one word, one word looking backward, and then one word looking forward. So as you look back at your 2020, real quickly in the chat feature, type in the one word that best summarizes your 2020. What's the one word, real quickly, that best summarizes your experience in 2020? Grateful, shift, learning, pause, amazing, adjustment, scraped, hope, change, surreal, confused, slow down. How about that, Rana? Slow down, hard, dumpster fire, adversity, pivot. Keep them coming if you've not yet typed it in. Rob Hiller, challenging, Bill, peaceful, Cynthia. Matt, what's your one word? Looking backward. Gratitude. Gratitude. Change, says Sean. The next word I'd like you to type in is what will be the one word that will serve as your true north as you step into 2021? We're 18 days into it right now. We've got about 350 days to go. What's going to be the one word that is our galvanizing force, our true north as we step into 2021? Intentional, that's a great word. Impactful, truth, hope hope, opportunity, peace, transform, 
Strong. Thank you, Matt. Optimism, Brad, we need it. Believe, Jennifer, yes, we do. Chris Preston, love. K2 growth, Lisa commit. We'll do one more for my friend, Rob Hiller. Giving, chance to be generous, chance to touch the world for those around you. And one of my favorite Martin Luther King Jr. quotes is, life's most persistent question is always, what are you doing for those around you? What is? What are you doing for those around you in your life? So with that being said, let's talk about what we're chatting about today in our studio gathering. At the funeral of Martin Luther King Jr., his widow held a little girl named, named Bernice. And I had the opportunity, and it was a profound honor, of meeting Bernice at a speaking engagement four years ago in the very city and only about two miles away from where her father was shot and murdered. So it was an emotional gathering. It was a packed church. It was Memphis, Tennessee. And I had the honor of sitting in the first row as she celebrated her father's life, celebrated his work, celebrated his impact, celebrated the change because of his work, but also some opportunity to continue that change going forward. And she used an analogy I liked quite a bit, and it's an, an analogy that Matt and I are going to be sharing with you today. She talked about what a temperature gauge looks like. And she says, you know what, so often in life, we serve as one of these. We just kind of represent whatever the temperature in the room is, and we reflect that into the world. You know, just a temperature gauge, that, that's how we show up. And so when things are divisively right now going on in DC, well, that's how we show up, because all we're doing is we're gauging the temperature of everything going on around us, and we are doing likewise. Right now, by the way, in our country, it's hot, it's divided, and it's falling apart. That's what our temperature gauge is reading. Watch CNN, if you don't believe me. Watch Fox, if you don't believe them. It's very hot, very divided. But her challenge to us was not to be a temperature gauge, but instead to be more like a thermostat to be the one who adjusts the temperature in the room, the one that decides what that temperature is. And then ultimately we are the ones that get to decide what happens next in this room and in every other single room we walk into. This is the daughter of a man who was murdered speaking two miles away from where that took place, reminding us that it's not about the temperature around us. It's ultimately, ultimately about our decision to walk up and adjust the thermostat and to determine what temperature we want to reveal into not only this room or into this marketplace, but also into the world starving for it. So studio members, family and friends, I'm gonna invite you today to set the temperature that you determine is appropriate for your life, for your family, for your work, for your synagogue, for your church, for your city, for your state, for your nation, and for the world by ultimately determining the one that's going to guide you forward into this year ahead, okay? Matt and I were talking last night. This is a cool session. It's called Your Best Year Yet. It's something we have been leading our studio friends through a couple times over the previous four years. It's something that he and I have also led a group of guys through more than a dozen times. I've guided people through this already five times this year, guided my own family through it, our team through it, and a group of guys that I worship through. So uh, this is now the fifth time in 2021 I've utilized these 10 questions that are going to appear in front of you here in a moment. You're going to love them. You, in order to get the most out of it, though, I encourage you to grab a piece of paper or actually several pieces of paper. 
grab a journal, grab a, a pen with plenty of ink in it. O'Leary's job today is not to inspire you with stories of his past or historical references. Today, I get to stand in front of you and just hold up a big mirror. And I get to say, Rob and Raylene and Amy and Cynthia, and let me see who else I have on here with me, Mary and K2 and Colleen Murphy and Sean and Kevin and GM Woods, everybody else, take a good look into the mirror. Where have you been? Where are you? And where do you wanna go next? That's the power of this session today. We're gonna to be talking about your best year yet, and it's not gonna be something you experience in 2020 or in 2018 or back when you were in third grade and building tree houses. It is going to be the year that is unfolding in front of you. This is content that I borrowed with permission from Jenny Ditzler, who we lost in 2019. She is a remarkable author. She's a friend. She's a mother. She's a spouse. She's a sojourner. And she is the architect of the Best Year Yet program. You're going you're gonna to really love what she's created here. And she and her husband have given me permission to share it with you now. It's part of her legacy that continues on even after she has taken her last breath. For those who've gone through these 10 questions before, uh, before you say, oh, I've done this. No, you've not done it. Not in 2021. So get ready to rock and roll. Open up that journal, grab that pen, open up your mind and your heart. You'll benefit from doing it again this year. I've been doing this every single year for the last 11 years. And I think for the last 11 years, each year has gotten a little progressively better for me because of these exercises, because of these questions, because of my answer, because of the commitment to live into it. So that's my truth. It's also the truth of those of you who've gone through it in the past. For those about to go through it for the first time, awesome, awesome. It's goal setting for 2021, but my favorite part about this goal setting platform is it's 10 questions long, and it is not until question number seven that we even begin looking to 2021. Okay, that's what I love best about it. It's not about, okay, let's start making some smart goals right now, wrong. We're going to take a deep dive into who we are, into what makes us tip, into what makes us tick, into what we value, into what we've learned, what we uh, don't want to repeat. Ultimately, we want to make sure that we're borrowing the best and the worst from years past so we can apply this going forward into 2021, regardless of the temperature taking place around us. We get to set the temperature. We get to stay within our circle. So Matt mentioned a moment ago that we're going to be uh, sharing some new information today. Exactly right. One of the very first things as you set your thermostat at 72 or 75 or 68, depending on the, the, the temperature you like in the room, is we get to announce that we're beginning to pivot from studio, which we have been building now for the last 44 months uh, into what we are calling Live Inspired Together. So as we journey through these 10 questions, I'll be slowly rolling out ideas of what this really means to do life together. But I'm super excited to share with you, John O'Leary, Live Inspired, no longer studio, baby, but we're doing life together, together. So let's circle up right now. Let's do life together as we journey for you who've been hanging out with Matt and me for a while. You know we love circles. Uh, circles are all around us in nature. You see them in the moon and in shells and in Saturn and in the rings around Saturn and in roses and in oranges and in the corona and in the sun and in bubbles and in ripples. But you also see this evident around you in your own life. 
And so what I want you to do right now is to make your first circle on your page as you are taking notes at home and to make little marks around it, but to make sure that you circle up around your life. And these are six areas that Matt and I believe to be incredibly important to grow and to expand in your life in 2021 and beyond. And they include professional, Chuck and Matt and Amy and everyone else. Yeah, we want you to grow professionally. But this year in 2021, we want you to grow financially, not only necessarily making more, but maybe it's about being more free. Maybe it's about being more charitable. Maybe it's about being more giving spiritually. It could be religious, it could be broad spirituality, emotionally. It's how you show up in any room. It's not about the temperature of the room you walk into. It's about the thermostat you bring with you. Physically, this is your health. Relationally, Matt and I have been coaching with organizations and individuals now for several years. And what we know to be true is most people come in, they think they're going to want to grow professionally or financially or maybe physically. But at the end of the day, almost everybody leans closest toward, man, I just want to grow relationally with a spouse, a significant other, a daughter, an aging parent, a roommate, someone close to me in my life. On this episode, we want you to get focused on where you want to grow, how you can take the next best step in that way by being very clear on who you are, what matters most. So here we go, class, grab your journals, grab your pen, open up your minds and your hearts, take a deep breath, a big swig of coffee. I think I need one right now. All right, here we go. Question number one. No, I'm not going to have you set a SMART goal. I think that's the wrong pathway forward. Instead, we're going to have you take a look back at 2020. I don't want one word this time. I'd like you to write down in a journal. I think there's power in writing this out longhand. What are a few things that you are proud to have accomplished over the past 12 months? 2020 was challenging for so many of us. It was surreal for almost all of us. It was isolating for many of us. And yet y'all came through it. Every one of us on this call right now, you came through 2020. What are a few things looking back on 2020 that you are proud, that you are grateful to have accomplished? Please write them down. Coach Matt, will you either by having our friends chat in or type in a few of the things they're grateful for, but would you call on a couple of our colleagues to share today what they're grateful for, the things that they have accomplished in 2020? You can go ahead and chat in if you would like. And so I'm going to call on Mary only because she's like right below me in this in the screen. Mary Schmitz. I got a job. We moved our family. I graduated us, our oldest from college and our middle from high school, launched off to college and still breathing and upright. Love it. Thanks, Mary T. One more, Kevin Ducey. Big year for work, just navigating all the, all the change. I run, I run a department here in San Diego and uh, going into March, wasn't sure how that was going to look. And here we are. Uh, not just surviving, but 25% up. Um, a lot of uh, sleepovers with my uh, with my nine-year-old nephew. That was awesome. A lot of a uh, lot of successful uh, fitness goals that that I set and accomplished. Um, and then uh, had set uh, at the beginning of 20 some pretty pretty substantial savings goals that, uh, um, despite everything, managed to get 
pretty darn close to. It didn't quite didn't quite hit, but got close enough that uh, that I'm counting it. So all, all good stuff. Awesome. Thanks. Back to you, Jo. Yeah. And thank you, Kevin. And, you know, some of us used 2020 as a year to like downshift, achieve greater goals, pivot into business, hit some retirement savings expectations. I was on a porch during a snowfall on January 1st with 10 of my best friends, all guys outside, six feet apart, freezing. But I'm guiding them through these 10 questions that I'm taking each of you through right now. And some of them, you know, I ran ran a marathon. My marriage has never been better than it is right now. Goals like this, things that we're proud of. But one of the guys who is in commercial real estate and uh, had some challenges in their family and other things, he he wrote down one word, survived. Like, I'm just proud to have survived a very difficult year. And for him and guys who know him and know what's going on in his life, like we understood. And for some of us on the call right now, that's enough. Like you survived a tough year. And for others, you pivoted into some really cool accomplishments and that's terrific. But I think for all of us, yeah, we had some things to write down that we are grateful for. We had some things to write down that we're proud to have accomplished. But also there's another list that I want you to make right now. And it's now into question number two which is what were your biggest disappointments? And to give you a little bit of context, this could be promises that you did not keep, maybe mistakes that you made, opportunities that were wasted, or for many of us on this call, things that just happened to us. But what what were your biggest disappointments as you look back on your 2020? I recognize many of us could spend an hour just taking notes on question number two. We're not going to do that today. We're, we beat 2020 up enough during 2020. We don't need to spend much of 2021 doing the same. But it, it does set context and foundation for what you've weathered, where you are, and then of critical importance, where we're going next. Okay, so we're going to spend just about 20 more seconds acknowledging some disappointments, some setbacks in 2020. And for those of us who are no longer writing, hey, perfect. One thing I'm going to challenge you to do repeatedly during our hour together today is to take notes, not only for yourself, but to multiply the effect of this. To consider doing this with a roommate or a partner or a spouse or a daughter, a team at work, K2, whatever it might be. But we want to multiply this year. We, we want to really see this ripple effect go far beyond those of us who are able to tune in live on these days. Uh, one of the most effective things you can do as, in quotes, a student, I think we're all growing together, we're all sojourners together, is to then teach what you learned in these sessions to those that you are called to serve. So take inventory in this. This is not mine. It's ours. Okay. So I hope you're able to, and willing to teach this after you, uh, after you graduate from the session today at 1130 Central. Matt, would you call on a couple of friends to share some of the disappointments from 2020? Sean. 2020 for me was a a big feeling of being overwhelmed. I lead a sales team and we call on small and medium businesses, um, work at a radio station. We uh, work with a lot of events, which as you can imagine, was challenging. I feel most disappointed in myself, in my ability to keep everyone on the team motivated to show the opportunity. Um, There's, you know, unfortunately, a few members of our team that we had to say goodbye to in 2020. And it feels deeply disappointing to me Mm. to had to do that. 
Thank you, Sean. Pierce. Um, hi, y'all. I'm probably the youngest on this call, just for context. <laughs> for me, 2020, some of the bigger disappointments were there's a job that I really, really want over at our hospital. And even though I've already graduated with a bachelor's in uh, cell biology, they're like, nope, you got to go back to school. But even though it's, it's a disappointment that my life at 27 hasn't kicked off as much as I would have liked, you know, it's good though, because I've learned a few things going through grad school that didn't work out and I've learned things about myself. And so I'm trying to look at it as, even though there are disappointments of where my where I currently am, uh, I'm trying to look at it as lessons to move on and better my future. So Pierce says 27, I'm looking around this room, uh, no offense, but most of us are a little bit older in here. Uh, you're gonna be all right, dude. You're, you, got, you got a long, long road ahead and a whole community here for you. So back to you, J.L. Pierce, as you were talking, my, my friend and mentor and hero, Jack Buck, when he would meet a young guy who would tell him about something he could not do because he was too old, his, his question was always, how old are you? 27 in your case. And Jack Buck would always respond, 27 hell, I got ties older than you. I got ties older than you. And so uh, I think for those of us who've been around the sun a few more times can recognize 27 feels old when you're 27. And yet your life is unfolding in front of you and it's ripe with opportunities. So I'm glad you're part of this community. You're in a good community. And in a moment, Matt's going to type in his number so that everybody will have access to, to staying in touch directly with him because we're committed to doing life together. It's part of the rebrand, but we're going to make sure that um, if we can do anything to help you cross the hall and get the job that you desire, and if we can serve you in any way, we're in, we're in Pierce. That's true for Pierce, but it's also true for everybody else. So question number two was about acknowledging your disappointments. Question number three is trying to make sense of this. Okay, so keep the pages going. We're going to, we're going to start going from a, a gentle jog. We're two questions in. We're going to start sprinting. So class, get ready to sprint. Here we go. What did you learn? And what I'm looking for here is really, as you look back at that year, 2020, what advice would you give yourself? And I'm going to invite you to keep it short, keep it simple. Uh, maybe it's about something you learned about yourself, about what matters, about what doesn't matter, about weaknesses you have or strengths that you discovered. But give yourself some short, simple, sage advice as you turn the page from one year into another. For those of us who listen to the O'Leary podcast, you, know, you recognize that question number five, I think, is what advice would you give your 20-year-old self? This is a question similar to that. It's basically learning the best and the worst from last year and then giving yourself a little whisper of encouragement, a little wisdom, whis whisper of wisdom as you step into 2021. So what did you learn? And then succinctly acknowledged, what advice would you give yourself? Just type that in. I think there's wisdom from all of you that you can share with everybody else on the call. I'll read a few of these, but they're beautiful. K2, serenity prayer, right on. To speak up and not to be a passenger in life. Thank you, Kevin, right on. Personal resilience, Bill Alexander, my brother. Yes, Raylene, my friend, we are stronger than we think. Isn't that the truth? Gene, that I already have everything I need. Contentment, underrated. Yes, indeed, Gene. Make time for yourself again. Schedule a Jennifer Mack. Michelle, trust, yes, but set boundaries. We're having Henry Cloud on our podcast soon. Beautiful guy who talks a lot about setting necessary boundaries. Rob Hiller, it's okay to slow down, Rob. Michael O'Leary, 
I'm a brother from another mother. Someone somewhere needs to hear my story. Always the case, always true. That starts in the mirror, always. The serenity prayer. Thank you, K2. We'll do two more. Love always wins. Thank you, Rana. Hope will be okay. Everything will be okay. Thank you, Colleen Murphy. Amy Emmy McMakin. Don't let fear get in the way of loving people. In other words, stop paying attention to the temperature outside and start walking into the room as a thermostat. Thank you, Amy. Final words from GM Woods, do not fear. He's got this. 25 more below that. I'll succinctly summarize these as we wrap up, but let's move into question number four. This is a three-part question, so you'll, you'll need to be ready uh, to open up a three-part question on this one. I'd like you to draw a little circle on your journals. It's going to be three parts, so make sure you leave plenty of room around it. The heading is, how do you limit yourself? At the center core, we're going to make an egg here in a moment. So at the center core, at the yolk, at your very best, who am I? So when you are on, when you're not let, letting media dictate how you show up, or a neighbor, or a limiting belief, at my very best, who am I? Write that down. As we begin to see this egg get cooked in front of us, it's going to be a, a three-part process, as I mentioned on the front side. We're in part number two right now. The second ring is this. Who are you afraid that you are? Maybe you're not enough of something, or maybe you're too much of a characteristic you don't appreciate. Who are you afraid I am? I'm too old. I'm too young. Not educated enough, too poor, not connected, too easily swayed. I'm weak. Who are you afraid that you might be? Unimportant. <laughs> All these limiting beliefs that every single one of us on this call and beyond this call walks into rooms with. We all have these whispers. Who are you afraid that you are? And Matt, I'll just let you unmute yourself for a moment so you can share some of the comments that you've heard others in the past share on this one. But who have you heard the others say that they're afraid that they are? One of the comments we hear a lot is back to question number three a little bit is the advice. And too many times we get stuck in the past and we, we forget that it's irrevocable, right? And there's, there's just not much we can do about it. This gets us back to knowing that what we're afraid of and acknowledging it, but what's my next right step? Like, how do I start moving forward? And too many times, uh, what we help people the most with is just how to take that next right step. Like learning from 2020, learning from yesterday, and knowing there's nothing we can do about it. And we're standing right here, right now, what's in my circle that I have control over, and what's my next right step? And it's why we're here today, because I heard a quote this week that said, life's a team sport. It's why we're here, right? We need each other. And so helping us go through these questions is making us realize more than anything that just, what's my next right step? So go ahead, Jay. Yeah, perfect. Well, it's going to lead in directly to this one. What masks do we sometimes wear? This is about who we pretend to be. So the first one was, who are you when you're at your very best? Second one is, so who are you afraid that you might be when you're off? So in order to armor up and fit in, who do you pretend to be? Confident, attractive, put together, a perfectionist. Who do you pretend to be? Brene Brown, our friend, talks a lot about vulnerability, but vulnerability cuts through this. 
it allows our true self to shine through. And so that's the next step of this process as well. We're going to cut through all these th hidden things that kind of mask us up from being who ultimately we are at our best. And I'd like you to make an I am statement, not about not being enough, not about having some mask on, not about having armor on top of that, but about being uniquely who you are at your core. So your I am statement is right now. It pulls that first statement you wrote down a moment ago into I am enough. I am love. I'm beautiful. I'm good. Work in progress. And again, we are in a goal setting process. Four questions in, and we have not yet start, started to set goals for 2021. There's a reason for this. I don't want your goals to be disingenuine. I don't want them to be flighty. I want them to be authentic and connected to your core beliefs. These processes ultimately allow us to unpack our core beliefs. Question number five is about your personal values. What are your personal values? Maybe words like loving, joyful, generous, committed, faithful, driven, on time, accepting, resilient. What are the values that you think matter most? One more question before we start laying out the pathway into 2021 and beyond. What roles do you play? And what I mean by that is like, what are your job titles for life? You're a mom, you're a roommate, you're an auntie, you're an uncle. You're a consultant, you're a saver, you're a gardener, you're a friend, you're a Christian, you're a person of color, you're a daughter, you're a marathon runner. Make your list, make it long, here we go. What are the roles that you play? What are the jobs that you have? What tasks define the way you show up day after day after day in the marketplace of life? I know some of us would write down the word addict. I'm an addict, perfect, write it down. Dreamer, perfect, write it down. And then at the end of your list, please write down one that allows you to take care of you. Gardener, painter, runner, cook, baker, whatever it might be. Matt, this is kind of a, a layup question, kind of fun and playful for many people to share. Would you call on three of our friends to share what roles they play? I want to I remind just a couple of things. As you're looking at number four, I am statements, that brings you back to your character, who you truly are. And it goes back to thermostat and thermometer, right? Our personality is, is the uh, uh, thermometer, right? We, we go with the temperature of the room versus our character. So today's coming back to that. Five on values. You notice most of those ended in ING. Values should be things that make you do something, a verb, right? And so that, that, that was very intentional. Those should make you, make you take a next right step, right? And then this, this sixth most important thing, um, I just want to remind people before I open it up, when you think of all those roles, too many times we wait on those people we serve in those roles to like say thank you, to say sorry, to say I love you. And keep in mind that is completely out of your circle. <laughs> so the best thing that we can do as we look at these roles is to ask the question, what can I do to serve better in this role? And you know what the crazy, e easy, simple question is? Just ask the person, how can I be a better blank? How can I be a better? And you'll be amazed. Now, don't say anything. When you ask it, don't comment on it. Don't ask for, you know, why or have your own opinion. Just say, listen to the answer and act on it. So with that said, as I'm looking around where, how about Cynthia? 
when I, I look at my roles, I, I see, you know, the standard things like wife, my, my profession. When I look at other things like helper, and when you were saying, Madge, you know, what can I do to serve you better? I'm really work, trying to work on that role. Other things, uh, entertainer, dancer. Perfect. Now we, know, now we know who our startup together in the beginning of the meetings will be. Cynthia is going to be in charge of that, right? <laughs> we'll see. All right. How about uh, how about you, Rob? I, I'm a DJ and I'm a friend and I'm an addict and I'm a yoga practitioner and I'm a Christian. There's my, but they're the roles. Yes. Perfect. But let okay. me just, before I turn it back to J.O., let me just emphasize again. The key to this is to reflect on those roles that you serve, the hats that you wear, and then ask yourself the question, what more can I do in that role? And if you want the best answer, because too many times we assume, right? Too many times we assume what a deposit or something would be in that relationship. We just need to ask the person and then listen for the answer and be prepared because the first couple of times you ask them, they're going to be like, what are you up to? What's going on? Why are you asking me this question? Right? But you're staying in your circle of what you have control over. It's the ultimate. It's one of my favorite that we coach people on is ask the question. Back over to you for number seven. One of my favorite quotes from Martin Luther King Jr. is that it's hard for me to like the man who is kicking me in the head when I'm on the ground. <clears throat> and by the way, he was kicked in the head many times on the ground. It's hard for me to like the man who is kicking me in the head when I'm on the ground. And then dot, dot, dot. And then I realize I don't have to like him. I just have to love them. And that, that's our opportunity to <laughs> not just kind of walk in with the temperature gauge up saying, well, it feels hot in here. We better get ready to fight. Uh, that's very common these days. But instead to walk in and to determine how we're going to change that room for good in any room, in any job, in any place of your life, whether you're 27 and you're looking for the next best step along the journey forward, like some of our friends on this call are, or you're in retirement. And you're traveling the country in an RV and you're tuning in once a month on these, on these uh, together episodes to figure out how you can do even bigger, better things going forward. Uh, but part of that is going to, going to involve not just being a temperature gauge, but to be a thermometer. Um, so um, how do you do that? Well, here's the next step along the journey. Now we're going to begin taking the next best step forward, like Matt has suggested. Broadly stated, as you look down at your roles, just in one or two words, what are your goals for your job as a wife? as a daughter, as a graduate, as a retiree, as an addict, as a sojourner, as a gardener, as a husband, as a son, as a friend, as a dreamer, as an author, whatever the thing might be, just broadly speaking, real quickly, write down like, ah, to be good, to be loving, to sell a thousand books, whatever it might be, fine. Just be very broad, very quick, broadly stated, in all of those roles that you just identified a moment ago, what are your goals for that role? Be very broad, very quick, off the cuff. Matt's gonna challenge us as we journey forward throughout 2021 to get it from three to one. But today, I do want you to have three areas that you're thinking about. So as you look at all those roles, job hunter, retiree, addict, friend, addict, Christian, brother, sister, daughter, sojourner, marathon runner, gardener, whatever else it might be. Circle three that are going to be the major focus for you this year. Not four. No, no, no. I think we try to do too many things. 
three rules. For the first time in 11 years, one of my one of the roles that I circled when I did this exact same activity that you are going through right now was I circled the role of brother. I've not been the brother that I could be and that I want to be. And so in 2021, I, I, I really want to be an awesome brother. I'm focused on that. What are you going to be focused on in 2021? Circle three roles. Question number nine, we're moving toward the finish line, which is just the starting line. And by the way, our future episodes are going to be making sure that we live into these commitments. So I'm excited to have a little continuance as we go forward together. Question number nine is this. I want you to have nine goals. I know Miller right now is like sweating, thinking, O'Leary, that's too many. Don't worry, we're going to condense it down here in a moment. But as you look at those three roles that you've circled, these are the priorities. I'd like you to write down three things that you would like to accomplish in those three areas before December 31st, 2021. So as you get ready to watch a ball drop in New York and we are no longer forced to socially distant and you're looking back at your 2021 and you are toasting high a glass of champagne or white grapefruit juice, you will know that this entire year is really awesome because you accomplished these things. I would imagine most folks on our call have set SMART goals before, but let me put up a little bit of context for those who maybe you haven't. These, these uh, goals that you're writing down right now ought to be SMART, which means it should be as specific as possible and measurable, attainable, realistic, and time-bound. We've already time-bound it. By the time the ball drops and we're all in Times Square, or at least we could be, what are the things that you will have accomplished this year that are toast-worthy in the three roles that matter most to you. I won't have you type in all nine of the goals that you wrote down, but I would love for everybody to type in one goal that they're most excited about achieving. So on the chat feature right now, as you look at your goals, what's one thing that you're like, man, in 2021, when this happens, I'm fired up. Create an internet course on forgiveness, Jansen. You and I have talked about this. It's going to happen in 2021. K2, I know you've mentioned this to Matt. Launching a, launching a charity to support homelessness in honor of my brother, Peter. Gene, you're going to publish your first book. I don't think you're the only author on this page either who's going to be publishing their first book, which is exciting. Bill Alexander is going to be at a children's burn camp, and he's going to be a counselor there. Uh, I have goosebumps, Bill Alexander. Kevin Ducey. Oh man, so good. Asking my nine-year-old, how can I be a better uncle to you? Like that, that's a goal for the year, but that's a big deal. Not only for the uncle, but for the, the nephew. Really cool, congratulations. So how do we wrap this thing up? I want you to have one final piece of paper in front of you. So for those of you who have like a, an ugly journal right now, there's chicken scratch all over the place. That's all right. Turn the page on that piece of paper, get a nice, beautiful, clean one in front of you right now. We're going to wrap up with four things being written down on one page. Here we go. What advice do you need to be reminded of in 2021? It's the answer to question number three. So the very top of this one pager should be the advice that you need to be reminded of in 2021. Well, how are you going to show up in this complicated year that is beginning to unfold in front of us in 2021. You are not a temperature gauge. You are a thermostat. You determine the temperature. So I am 
What? So that's your answer to number four. What are the three roles this year that are going to be your focus? I mentioned to you that one of mine is, man, I just want to be a better brother than I've been in the past. They've done so much for me. Yesterday, we celebrated the 34th anniversary of me being burned. I think it's important you hear that word. We celebrated the 34th anniversary of me being burned. I do not survive that without my brother, my sisters, my family. That's a fact. We needed faith. We needed doctors. We needed Jack Buck. We needed the community. No doubt about it. But those siblings were everything to me as a kid, and I want to be more to them in 2021. So that's one of my focuses. I'm going to be an awesome brother in 2021. And then finally, you're going to need a little bit of room for this one. But Coach Matt's going to help us get clearer and clearer and clearer on this as we roll through this year. But what are the top nine goals for 2021? This is a process easily, easily, easily could go six hours. We could have a lot of back and forth, back and forth. But I wanted to share with you what I found to be the most successful, most impactful goal setting process on the front side of your 2021 with you today. And then we want to spend the rest of this year together living into the goals that you are beginning to discern for yourself right now. Well, ladies and gentlemen, leaders, heroes, family and friends, now you've gone through the process. You've asked yourself the questions that will shall you ask them and answer them and live into them will ensure your best year yet. You also have in front of you nine smart goals. How do you live into those? How do you keep taking the next best step? How do you do simple better? How do you stay within your circle? So let me encourage you to join us in studio. You can learn more about this program, about this community, about how we touch lives and ensure that their best days are in front of them and how indeed your best days can be in front of you by checking out our studio notes. In fact, join me right now at johnallearyinspires.com forward slash podcast. And right there you can, in the show notes, have a layout of the questions a little bit farther definition of where they came from and why they matter. And then then at the bottom, a link to continue the journey for us. There's going to be a link to Matt Miller's email. He's our master coach. There's going to be a link, you ready for this one, to Matt's cell phone. That's right, man. Give the man a text. He will reach out to you. He will do life with you. He's awesome. You're going to love him. There's also going to be a link for you to join us in our community. So check out the show notes today. It's always important, but this one in particular, go to johnallearyinspires.com forward slash podcast. My friends, it's been a pleasure bringing this episode to you. I'm grateful that you joined us in our community. I'm looking forward to staying in community with you going forward. So for this time and until next time, my name remains John O'Leary, and this remains your day. Live Inspired. word from our friends at Keeley Companies. In the words of Keeley Companies CEO, Rusty Keeley, when it comes down to it, there are two things that make Keeley Companies incredible, people and process. The strategic growth model called the Keeley Way ensures that Keeley achieves results on purpose, including five-year visions, scorecards, meaningful action plans. The Keeley Way allows Keeleyans to turn dreams into reality and drives goals to realize visions. Because of this relentless focus on people and culture, Keeley Companies has experienced explosive growth that shows no signs of slowing down. Learn more at keeleycompanies.com.